Hi there, and welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind the scenes stories. I am Sato Mäkinen, the founder of both Nordic as well as European Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you click the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Alright everyone and welcome to another episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Today I will be talking with Olga Inquist, one of the founders of the award-winning Swedish skincare brand Oquist Cosmetics. In the episode Olga will share the behind-the-scenes stories of creating this unique brand and we will also dive deep into a discussion about the state of the beauty industry today and which topics within the industry Oquist Cosmetics is already tackling with its groundbreaking making. Very exciting topics indeed. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast, Olga. Thank you. Exciting to have you back on, could we say? I mean, we recorded an episode roughly two years ago, more or less, which was very exciting time for you as you were launching your brand. Perhaps you could share a little bit first who you are and where you're from and what you do with your brand and where it all started roughly two years ago, basically. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Oquis Cosmetics is a company founded by me and my dad. So we are the ones running this ship <laughs> and it's still just us two. <laughs> we, as you said, started two years ago um, with a mission to spread waterless beauty or waterless skincare across the globe. And um, we also store this waterless formulas in unusual packaging. It's terracotta, uh, made out of terracotta, which is basically small pieces of earth that is molded together. And they are uh, formed as something that you wouldn't think is cosmetics. Uh, so basically like interior pieces or small sculptures that you can uh, repurpose or refill with the same product again. So since we talked two years ago, or when we talked two years ago, we um, had just launched, like basically the same week. Exactly, it was just there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we um, managed to enter with our first product, which was the serum, which is a product for the face. And it's in this like little round shaped bottle that looks somehow like a little snail, like an abstract snail. So yeah, that's where it all started, basically. And since then, we have uh, now launched four products, or it's four products in, in total. Uh, we have one more coming here in autumn. So yeah, a lot has happened since, and we're still on the same mission to create sustainable beauty that is uh, not just good for your skin and skin microbiome, but also for the planet and for the sustainability of all so to say you started with such a bang i mean congratulations first of all you got nominated literally the same day you launched basically and then you also won with your your product and it was more <laughs> yeah. of the packaging design which is obviously something quite special with your products in general and now congratulations being nominated this year as well yeah thank you with your new newer product would you like to share a little bit about all the products that you're making nowadays and then perhaps more about this year's nominee as well. Sure. So yeah, the, the first product we launched, as I said, was the serum. That's the main product for the face, which is six in one, actually. So all of our products are also multifunctional, so you can use them for more than one purpose. They're all also created for all skin types and genders. 
The second product we launched was the butter. That's the one that is participating in this year's uh, competition. So I will talk more about that <laughs> when I get to the end. Uh, and then we also launched the balm, which is five in one and is for very sensitive skin. And, you know, wherever you have a, you need something very delicate and like extra moist, extra care. And then we have the cleansing oil, which is, yeah, for cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, for the whole body, but also the face. We have a specific face cleanser coming out this autumn. So that will be like specifically for the face and specifically for people with uh, sensitive skin on the face. And then we recently launched a, we call it like the serums sibling, which is called the Elixir, which is basically the serum, but with a little bit stronger ingredients for for the ones who, who request that. And so the butter, which launched about a year ago, it was the second product that we launched. And that's the main product we have for the, for the body. So you would say, you know, it's like a body lotion, but also massage cream, also a mask for both the body and the face. Or if you have, you know, some problem areas on your skin that you need extra care for, that's the five-in-one body butter that is nominated for this year and it comes in a um, in a shape of a like two pebble stones that was the idea <laughs> so like a bigger stone and on top of it it's like a smaller stone um, and we thought about this this practice called like stone I think it's called stone balancing so when you when you kind of staple stones on each other like pebbles on each other and you know it's kind of a meditation for you know focusing on the stones actually staying that way on each other um, and also it's a really cool thing to do so that was kind of the inspiration for the design and um, it can be uh, obviously then repurposed after it's finished with um, as something that you can store things in so something you would store in it or I use it as a candle holder or like you know you put a little like a smaller candle inside and it creates like a nice vibe <laughs> uh, <laughs> having it like that or you can just put something inside of it like I don't know whatever you you, you keep inside of something uh, in the kitchen or in the bathroom and so yeah mm. these products are such multi-use and especially the packaging I mean it's so creative how you come up with different kind of forms I mean, you were obviously already awarded about it as well. How do you come up with new ideas? I mean, where do you draw all your inspiration from? Well, it's really random, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, we often get the question, like, who are your designer? Like, where did you design your stuff? And yeah. the truth is, it's me and my dad, and we are not designers. I mean, by profession. <laughs> but we both really like design and, you know, interior and forms and art and so I guess that's where it comes from so we, have, we usually start with like a, you know some some something in nature in some products we we use like the wildlife or something like living creatures that we use as inspiration and then create an abstract form out of that that is also then also practical for using for cosmetics that's its main purpose of course in this case it was the pebble stones so in in this particular matter, it's not a living creature. It's actually like stone. And we thought it was quite fun because the material is terracotta, which is then small stones that are molded together. We just love being creative. And, you know, that's where we get to 
get to be creative <laughs> in this space. That's why we love it so much. Exactly. And of course, I'm sure the the formulation or how the liquid or balm or butter is also affects on the, the choices then that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so in this particular matter, of course, when it's the butter is not liquid, it's quite hard. That's why it's called butter. And, and the base is shea butter, um, which makes up the biggest percentage of the ingredients. Um, and it's whipped uh, shea butter. So it's a bit fluffy as well. But of course, it's not like cream. <laughs> it's still quite hard. That packaging, of course, requires its design to fit with that consistency. And uh, yeah, it lasts a very long time. That's the the main um, bad feedback that we get is that <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> it's it lasts too long, so they can't you know re- repurpose the the packaging because it you know it never finishes because you need very little to obtain an effect with the ingredient or with the formula. Mm, well, that's kind of a positive problem, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but it's, you know, you, you only find out once you bought the product and start using it. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but we don't mind. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Would you like to share a little bit about terracotta? I mean, how do you work with it or how does it work for cosmetics? It's, it's quite different kind of packaging that most people use or most companies use yeah definitely so terracotta is i think most people have have it in their homes already in the forms of you know pots for your flowers or you know dishes are also made not of porcelain but of terracotta so the difference between porcelain and terracotta is that terracotta is a bit more porous and it's um it easily breaks down in nature if it's you know thrown out in small pieces basically Then we also glaze it, so it's not like a flower pot, which, you know, its main function is to absorb the water so that it runs out from the pot, you know, so the flower is kind of constantly um, wet, so to say, uh, or the, the soil. So that's why we are glazing the terracotta, so that the product inside is not coming out uh, and not, you know, is is sealed in a proper way. So it is a food-grade terracotta, so there are actually quite some companies, food companies like yogurts or, you know, like butters and uh, that kind of stuff that are storing their food in the same kind of packaging, in the same kind of terracotta that is glazed. So we use this that kind of terracotta, but then we added on this design kind of effect on top of that to make it more interesting and to make it kind of, so you don't want to throw it away. <laughs> so you want to keep it and refill it or then repurpose it as something else in your home and so yeah terracotta is basically as i said small pieces of stone that you can find in different places of the earth it's an abundant material Mm. that is uh, there's no shortage of terracotta it is heated up where it's you know molded together to create this more solid form and after let's say if somebody would like to throw it away for some reason you can do so because what happens is it's just you know become small pieces of stone again which is the same kind of process that ha- happens below the the earth like below the crust uh, where small stones and rocks are molded together uh, because of the heat uh, of the core of the earth and then you know is splashed out again in volcanoes and other geological processes so it's basically the same process but it's just we created here on earth on top of the earth in the factory yeah as natural as you can get pretty much also from the packaging side yes 
Well, if you would like to share a little bit about the ingredients, then what's actually inside the products you already mentioned about the shea butter, but how do you choose in general your ingredients or what, what do you use in the products and, and so on? Sure. So our kind of strategy for Ocus Cosmetics is waterless. So all formulas are waterless. First of all, we believe that waterless is best for a brand's a beauty brand's carbon footprint because you then need less packaging, you need less volume that you need to ship around the world. <laughs> and also for the consumer, the product gets more dense and more, um, as I said, and it never finishes. You don't, don't have to go and buy a new product within a couple of months. You can actually use the product for a whole year or even more. Um, and so, of course, then that's the base for this product as well. So there's no water um, and shea butter is the base in, instead of water that we use. A side of shea butter, uh, which is, of course, a very delicate and um, good ingredient for any skin type, but also for, you know, sensitive skin or dry skin, which is a big problem in the Nordics for many people. We also have uh, peach kernel oil, which is also very soothing and hydrating, and avocado oil, uh, which is much less of it, but still it makes a, up a good chunk of the formula and chunk of the effect of the, of the formula. That's the three ingredients that are um, working together as a, so to say, mix of hydration, of care, keeping the skin barrier intact as well, since there's no preservatives. Again, if you don't have water, you don't need to use preservatives uh, in the formulas. You know, there's, there's always contradicting research <laughs> on this topic because most brands, of course, use um, preservatives in the formula since they have water. But there are no researchers saying that it's good for you with preservatives. So we kind of, that's where we stand. We don't want to say it's bad for you, but it, there's no research saying it's good for you. So we believe why not use something that you don't know if it's good. The three ingredients that I just mentioned are there to kind of soothe the skin. And then we have a mix of essential oils that are having an effect of firmness and regeneration of the skin. Not very harsh, as you would find in some products, but like mildly, but still creating an effect of um, regeneration of the skin and firmness. So hence, it is a very good uh, product for massage. So if you're having a massage session or if you just want to have a massage yourself, the essential oil composition will help get the blood flow going, you know, get the cells to work together. Um, that particular mix is grapefruit peel oil and sweet orange peel oil, which are giving it a very citrusy, sweet scent. And then there's also uh, benzoin resin oil. It sounds like some super chemical <laughs> benzoin. <laughs> For me, at least, it sounds like a really, uh, I don't know, like fuel or something. <laughs> but it's actually a tree that is um, it's extracted from a, the tree's bark. And it has a kind of a vanilla-ish scent, which is not as sweet as vanilla, but still like the essence of vanilla, which is used in like high perfumery. And that's what creates it's like a sweetness to this, uh, to this product. So when we um, ask our customers what they think about the product, they call it like a sweet citrusy souffle. That's that's how they kind of describe it when they when they open the product. So you get dessert at the same time as well. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. Formulating is one one project as well, ways for an entrepreneur to do and find the right combinations. When you can do it with such few ingredients, it's always amazing. And and when there's no water water included, then 
they can be simplified quite a lot. So leaving the preservatives out in, in many cases. And... Exactly. And we also, we don't hate water because <laughs> we think water is great, but you have it at home. So you don't need to have it in your cosmetics. So actually we, um, the main way to use this, this product is to, for instance, after showering, before using a towel and, you know, to dry yourself off, we recommend applying the butter and then using the water on your skin that from the shower to help it absorb so the product absorbs the water and then keeps it even more hydrated the skin even more hydrated also it creates like a more um you know slidey feeling <laughs> of the product because it's it is a butter so of course it's not like a lotion that you just splash out and you know apply easily um so if you want to have like a more splashy feeling you can just use the water you have on your body after showering and it will also help seal the water molecules into the skin Another way to use it is also to, for people who have like a sensitive or a very dry area on the body, to apply some of the butter on that area before before showering, so that it creates like a protective seal uh, in the shower, so that the water or you know cleansing agents that you use in the shower doesn't irritate further. So so we we still like water. <laughs> it's just like use the one you have at home. Exactly, absolutely. I'm a biggest fan of reusing the water that is already on the skin. I'm never really drying the skin, just applying all products directly. So we can also utilize that one since seemingly, obviously in the world, we will have less and less water resources as well. So it's it's good to keep thinking in all the parts of the journey. Yeah, what's coming next? I mean, you kind of mentioned already that you're creating new products, but do you have like a long-term vision what you would like to change? perhaps in the world or in the industry or in your making? Yeah, I mean, we're always working towards the goal of, uh, <laughs> of changing the world, of course. No, but, yeah. <laughs> no, but our, our ambitions are really high. That's uh, both for me and my dad. We, we have this, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we can't do anything, you know, half-hearted, so this, as we say in Swedish, but um, you need to be all in or all out. <laughs> so our kind of plan is to, of course, as I said, our products are multifunctional and um, waterless. So we now, uh, after having launched the face cleanser in this autumn, we consider the portfolio ready. We don't want to have more products. We might improve the products we already have, but not adding more to the size of line because we think that's enough. You don't need ten thousands of products in your uh, bathroom drawer to take care of your skin. We will, we might, or actually we're working on a massage tool right now for the face and one for the body. So that's another kind of product, but that's maybe in that direction we will expand a little bit further. And yeah, for like the, the bigger plans, the visions are of course to uh, keep spreading around the world uh, to enter new markets. We are now in Quite some markets in Europe. We still want to go to the to the states. <laughs> we want to go to to the UK. So, you know, looking at possibilities there and how we can make this happen. Our products are not uh, cheap to make, so hence we can't really fit into the you know regular models of some big retailers that they want to have like eighty percent discount. We can't do that. So, I would say most of the offers we have for retailers we have to turn down because we just it doesn't make sense to create products and then you know pay so that they can purchase them from us 
So we take it slow and we had a time like one year ago when we realized, wow, some retailers really want to have and distributors really want to have really, really high discounts that we can't afford. And we were like, should we increase our prices to fit in that model or should we sell to them so we don't earn anything and or even have to pay for it um, so that we just get our products there? But then we realized, no, we're not going to do that because it's just like, why would we do that? So that's the kind of challenge we are at right now. And I believe that we chose the right path to kind of keep our integrity and keep our keep our prices reasonable so that our customers can still buy them whilst not, you know, agreeing on deals that are just eating all the margins and making no sense to do this business at all. Exactly. And this is kind of a one interesting point that we're talking about consuming less and and all this, but then also consuming differently would be really important to talk about and how some people make money and how the whole system has been built to you know be able to to earn with the margins and not necessarily with the actual quality and products and all that so I congratulate you for you know taking the step towards this direction that actually will change also the system perhaps right yeah we, we hope so I mean at least this way we educate the industry um, because we've had some discussions with you know distributors for instance or or retailers that are interested and really want to take in the brands and they obviously have like some very big bureaucratic process for how things works and when we say that we don't agree <laughs> with your conditions you're like what do you mean <laughs> why wouldn't you agree and it's like well because one we don't have water two we have this packaging that is handmade in the eu and everything is made in the eu and you know and all this adds up to a higher price for us to make and we don't want to sell our products at 500 euros per piece so hence we can't afford your your discount and and they get like really shocked and like oh wow we didn't we had no idea <laughs> you know so it's um mm. it's interesting that it's that the industry is so standardized and so based on like a way uh, of how to how to do things how to do pricing how to do skincare and beauty um so yeah hopefully hopefully we will we will teach someone exactly and i mean from their side they're used to certain kind of model like you say they're used to calculate the water and all that and everything is based on that and when that doesn't when it's not the case then things will have to change as well i hope what about otherwise for the future how do you see the industry going i mean you've been following very very closely now for two years being on the entrepreneur as well how do you see the industry changing already or which direction it's going? Um, I would say it, it is changing as I predicted <laughs> from our last talk that I remember I said back then. Oh, we can go back to check <laughs> yeah. that. I remember what I said back then, actually. I remember that I said that the um, sustainability factor was going to become mainstream and it, it has. I mean, it was already two years ago, of course, but even more so and that the consumers would be even more educated and there would be, you know, the consumer drives the change. Um, and so if they require, you know, certain values or certain ways to, to do, uh, to do beauty or to produce beauty, that will happen. And I think we see that now as well. So even big corporations are, you know, they see the value in, in the sustainability part, but also in the, 
you know, the skin microbiome, you see a lot about the skin microbiome now, even brands that are not maybe so good for skin microbiome, they still talk about it at least, uh, or think about it. Mm. And so I think that's a good change that the consumers are getting more and more of the knowledge, but also the um, being the decisive parts of what is happening. So it's not just the marketing com- campaigns that are driving sales, but the consumers are affecting marketing campaigns in which way they are going and hopefully to the to the good to the good part so to say the whole world and also cosmetics industry especially being very visual industry and everything things have changed a lot in the past five to ten years because of social media because everything is kind of out there you can't hide things anymore we have legislation you have to have the ingredients out and a lot of things so you can really see through everything straight away and a lot of things have changed also from this point of view I think I thought about this actually today about um, the fashion industry and how um, it now is so you know on the radar on in terms of like who who are the good guys or the bad guys and like what are the bad guys doing to become less bad and I think the same is going to happen with the beauty industry but it just takes a little bit longer it just feels like the beauty industry is a little bit four or five years behind the fashion industry in terms of this conversation um i mean the educated customers and cautious customers have been there for a long time and they know but i mean like on the on the whole scale so to say if we talk about like big corporations and what they're doing whilst if you look at fashion brands they have this like you know recycled plastic (laughs) t-shirts and that's a good thing but then you wonder like okay but what where did this plastic come from and like why is that a good thing you know kind of this greenwashing campaigns and and the questions the customers can see through these greenwashing campaigns and i think uh, soon the beauty industry will be put through the same challenge it's just that i think it happens yeah a couple of years later yeah i haven't heard like that big of a discussion or that big of a investigative journalism in terms of big corporations and beauty corporations and whether they do things sustainably so I think that will that will come soon this is something that we've been talking with many people with that many industries seem to have gone through this a lot before like for example food industry and all this has been there for such a long time with organic food and all this and it still feels like cosmetics is still a question mark for a lot of people that's really funny to say to get to know your products learn about what they actually look like and and all this where can they find you and where can they buy your products sure so um of course our website is is open for everyone <laughs> and uh, so it's oakwiscosmetics.com and there you can find all current products we are also uh, available offline in some locations mainly in europe uh, also switzerland um which is Surprisingly, a big market for us <laughs> in terms of offline retailers. Um, but if you go to our website, you can find uh, the stockists page where you can see exactly where we can be found in which cities and which locations. But actually, most of our um, sales still comes from our own website. So people tend to, to buy our products based on how they look, which is sad in one way, but also good in another way, <laughs> because that way they also get to try, you know, something that they've never tried before, which is then the waterless uh, formulas and, you know, without preservatives and so on and so forth. And we end up having a lot of uh, repeat customers from this kind of model. We're also active on Instagram, uh, where we 
you know, post all kinds of things, uh, both about the products, of course, and their benefits, but also about other things that we find um, relevant. So like sustainability or, you know, your skin's health and how to help it age gracefully and um, everything in between <laughs> those two topics. Yeah, it's exciting to follow you because you also do lives and different videos explaining and answering questions and all that and it's nice with smaller brands but especially with you I know that you're always happy to chat with people if they have questions or concerns or they want to learn more about something and, and it's easy to reach you definitely and um, yeah we try to to be as um, helpful as possible and as quick as possible it's very interesting or we enjoy <laughs> receiving these questions and discussing them and it also gives us um, inspiration for for our content and you know if someone asks a question that might be interesting to other people and it doesn't always have to be considering our products or a brand but like topics in general that are uniting people that we attract so to say mm. and also that's probably one way that you receive ideas for new products as well like you said you had kind of feedback that people wanted a different kind of formula so that actually came a reality then in the end yeah definitely we we always listen to to our customers and see how how we can improve and as you say the elixir was was born as a <laughs> sibling to the to the serum some people wanted like a stronger effect on like stronger anti-aging effects and you can't do have that and also have a skin microbiome friendly like non-harsh product so we had to we had to divide them into two siblings instead that's a result from our from our customers and what they say and the feedback we get from them mm, so amazing i would love to thank you for joining me to the natural beauty podcast and uh Good luck with the awards. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be here. Amazing. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we discuss in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Join the conversation on our social media channels, on Instagram and Facebook at European Natural Beauty Awards and at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, as well as on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. Until next week, bye-bye!